0: Hey, what's up everybody? My name is Coco. And if this is your first time tuning in, you are listening to Chatterbox Podcast, where I talk about what I like and hopefully you like it too. Let me ask you a question. How do I feel to be ordinary? How do it feel to be cliche? I really wouldn't know, huh? This week on Chatterbox Podcast, we are very festive. Well, I'm only saying that because today's my mama's birthday. Today's my mama's birthday. Happy birthday, Glow. You know, live it up, live your best life I think what she like, I ain't gonna tell you how old she is I'm gonna let her tell you But anyway, happy birthday mom You know, we love you, we love you Also, it is Christmas in two days Two days So, you know, it's my favorite holiday uh, I'm really excited about all that But anyway, uh, what you can expect on this episode of Chatterbox Podcast We are at episode three um, And I sit down with Rico who is the owner of Hooligan Brand, Hooligan Clothing Brand, excuse me. Um, And we talk entrepreneurship. We're talking about best business practices, especially for people of color, especially for young people of color. So we have a really good conversation, and I hope you guys dig that. And on the chat room, I'm talking a little bit more about entrepreneurship and my personal experience with that whole thing. So stay tuned and uh, keep it locked. Chatterbox Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. Up next, I sit down with Rico of Hooligan Clothing Brand, and we talk entrepreneurship and best business practices. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Coco, and you are watching and hopefully listening to Chatterbox Podcast, and I am here. With Rico.
1: What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Very appreciative to be out here.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I like to start off with, you know, um, like little kind of whatever questions just to get warmed up for the interview. So the first question is, what are you listening to right now?
1: Um, I'm listening to a lot of 90s hip hop, honestly. I'm not listening to anything current because current music is an inspiration, right? Is it inspirational right now? It's very. Redundant. So I'm listening to a lot of old stuff.
0: Yeah. I feel it. Like, you know I've been listening to a lot of 90s R&B. Because I feel like it's going to help me be a better woman. I know I'm so serious. Like, I'm so serious. So I'm with you with that one. All right. What have you been reading? Have you been reading anything? Um, Can I
1: lie? Because it's a podcast. I haven't read nothing. I need to read something. The last thing I read, though, was um, it was good on paper. And um, Supreme Copies. It's this uh, Instagram page. That does a book every so many months of all the things Supreme has got its inspiration from. And then um, the most provocative skateboard decks, because that was really inspiring. Like, it's some wild skateboard decks that have come out, and like the marketing behind them really skyrocketed a lot of businesses and brands. So, those are my last three books I've like officially read, but like in the last month or two, because I was over the summer, I'll be honest, you guys, I haven't read anything.
0: Man, look, it's hard though. You gotta sit down in one place to to read, it's rough. Okay, so you talked about podcasts. What other ones have you been listening to? Like, what podcasts have you listened to?
1: I listen to Chatterbox podcast because it's the best.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, last season, three whole episodes. Like, we out here.
1: The best, you hear me? Uh, I'm listening to Drink Champs. I love Drink Champs. I love to listen to the OGs talk. And I listen to um, Second Childhood. I got the opportunity to be on that one, too. So I got to listen to that. Um, and it's one more. I can't think of the name. They was telling a story, and I'm actually behind on it. It's like somebody else was telling me, that, uh, what's my guy that play? Um, Wood Harris. Wood Harris and a few other people are voicing a story that's happening in the Bronzeville community. I,
0: I know what you're talking about. Is five, that is it, have to, is it affiliated with Lorenz Tate at all? It's called Bronzeville, I think.
1: Yeah. I'm late on it. I know everything I'm listening to is old, Yeah, but a friend told me that like you need to listen to this, you'll like it. So I'm listening to
0: that. Too. Okay, okay. So let's just get right into it then. All right. So, what is the name of your brand?
1: Uh, the name of my brand is Hooligan.
0: Hooligan. Why Hooligan?
1: Um, I wanted something that was representation of me and that had a little bit of longevity, um, and also that was in correlation to streetwear. So, um, for me, with a hooligan, it was like always when you, when I think of hooligan, I think of a kid that's kind of like in between. You know what I mean? Like he did some bad stuff, but not enough to be like in jail or be like, oh, well, you're one of those people. But he's not like necessarily the saint. You know what I mean? Uh, and I felt like that was a representation of me, like I've done some things, but I've never had to do anything where my mom had to come get me out of jail or
2: anything.
0: Uh,
1: and then... You
0: were a kid, like you did stuff. <laughs> He's lived. I've lived, I like that.
1: It should have been lived. Uh, but, uh, and then just longevity. I feel like a lot of times people think of names because they have already thought of what their business is going to do. If that makes any sense. Like, oh, I'm going to do this with my business. I'm going to do that. And this and a third. And they, they just come with a name. But longevity is everything. And I feel like somebody 10 years from now can say hooligan and be, okay, cool. But like 10 years from now, and it was like, I don't know.
0: Um, it's got to stand the test of time. Yeah, like, I feel man. you.
1: And like the Chicken Pox brand. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, man, is that hot now? So I think. Right.
0: <laughs> so, is that hot now? Is Chicken Pox in? Like, I don't know. It's
1: like, I think longevity. So I think that's what the name came up. I was stuck in a room. And I was just like, I need something that's going to stick and that just really talk, speaks for itself.
0: Yeah, 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 I like that. Okay, I'm with it. So why did you decide to, I guess, start a, a clothing brand? And I'm going to say brand because if you were to say, like, a clothing line, you mean it, that just...
1: It that means it. I love you so much for saying brand. I love you so much for brand.
0: Because it's not just the pieces that you put out, you know, your whole everything about you is what it is. So
1: I love that you said that. A lot of people play us to the left. Branding is everything. Um... I say this all the time. I'm a consumer first. Y'all wouldn't believe like, well, me and you are friends, so you would believe. A lot of people believe like I wear a lot of underground stuff that people wear later, or I study like when I'm looking at. I've been a consumer before anything. People used to tell me in high school you should make clothes because I like the way you dress, and it's like, mm. and no, and at that time it was crazy. People didn't know I used to draw because that was something I secretly did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to secretly like draw stuff. And um, but, long story short, it's just I'm a consumer, so it was like. Um, the the reality of it, with my old brand I needed a job, I needed a source of income my mother was like, if you can't find a job, make a job so I called one of my friends hey, how do I start graphic design I self-taught myself how to to use the programs, but he helped me start it up gave me some uh, cracked files so I could actually use the programs in the beginning and I created a brand, but I always knew that uh, excuse me the components to make a brand and not just make a a cool t-shirt like I knew you needed to like I don't even know how to really explain it, but what, I, what it is I do, yeah, 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 I have to buy it to you. And it was like, I just understood that from being a consumer so long. And I think that's kind of like how I was able to flourish.
0: Okay. See, and that, and that kind of like makes me think back to the question we were talking about reading and stuff like that and actually sitting down and being able to do it. Like if you were a writer, the best way to become a good writer is to read. So like the best way to be a brand and sell somebody something is to consume it. So I feel you and I like that. And it's helping me too because I'm learning. I'm learning slowly but surely. Okay, so you're from Chicago. That's where we're at right now. Um, how important is where you're from to your brand? Like, how do, how do those work together and in, in, in do they work together?
1: In the, in the grand scheme of things, people always say like nine out of ten or like this percentage out of a hundred, it's like 200% out of a hundred important to my brand. Like, um, I think what well, people don't know. And I don't want to get too deep into it because that's probably like another question. But what people don't know, I'm a real life history nut. Like I love history. So a lot of my, everything I've dropped has so much more meaning to it than what you might have got off the surface. But if you have a conversation with me, like, hey, what was this? And you're like, wow, it's because I love history. So I like to retell a story. And then I still try to put it in correlations to where I'm from. Like I'm from Inglewood here in Chicago. I'm from the South Side and I'm from Inglewood. I don't necessarily try to make hood wear but I want to be able to correlate to somebody that was like, yo, I know why Rico made this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what was going on. Like, I have a drop now that's, that it isn't out yet. It does not come out to the end of this month.
0: Okay. By the time this episode comes out, it should be out.
1: It be out. So, yeah. So it's, Yeah, so the drop, the um, recent drop I'm working on, um, the guy, it's a Native American holding a... a a, buffalo, a, a cow skull, but I think it's a buffalo skull. I'm not sure what skull it is. Don't make me like, I don't know anthropology. Like It's, it's one of the animals, it's the buffalo or the... Uh, uh, the message in the next drop is gonna have my actual zip code, 60609. Everybody that lives in my area in that particular zip code it's uh, the slaughterhouses over there. There's my Latino community that did and It's literally a guy that commented, like, I can't wait to see this drop because I grew up having the cattle. You see what I'm saying? So I do a lot of small stuff that is in correlation to Chicago and in, cor- in correlation to my neighborhood all the time.
0: And, that, and I, I really appreciate that because... For me personally, I am not very, okay, I've never been like into fashion.
1: I hate fashion, so please, we we on the same page.
0: Fashion or any of that though, like I've never been like a big consumer of clothes. I just get stuff to put it on and never really thought much about it. And I'm learning how important it is to like, to brand yourself and like care about what you put on because it's a representation of you, yada, yada, yada. So what I've learned is that
1: i don't agree with any of that but i'm listening to
0: you (laughs) these are the things that i've been hearing from other people and i'm just i'm learning um but what you're saying is like it kind of brings the substance behind something that was never really important to me and it makes me want to to purchase it because i know you put like this work this thought this this strategic like element to it so i appreciate that you put time into your craft because For people like me who that might not be something that's very, you know, present, it it makes me want it to be present.
1: So what made me a consumer, and I know you probably got another question, so I'm going to speak too long on it. What made me a consumer in streetwear is streetwear really um, empowers expressive clothing, being expressional. So that's what clothing should be. It should not be uniformic. Or uniform. I don't even know if a word, but anyway, it shouldn't be uniform. You should be expressive in what you wear. But streetwear itself, outside of it, really endorsing and empowering being expressive. It's this wild thing happening now called hype, and that's why you will find people that kind of we kind of sound like these snobby OGs. Like, oh, I don't wear that no more because everybody wearing it. It's not because of that. It's because. The line that was around the corner for Jordans that everybody's like, why are you lining up? Is because there was a story, there was a reason this shoe was designed. There was a reason Tinker went into Europe and found the fabric, and he was dead depressed, and then he designed this shoe. That's why we bought this shoe. Not
2: because,
1: the shoe. The shoe, but then it was like that was like so underground and so like uncommon then all of a sudden they realized it was money and telling people, like, you need to buy this shoe because these people are going to buy these shoes. And then it became a line. So, like, this year, you know, whatever Jordan... And it's crazy. I don't even wear these Jordans that come out like that no more. But whatever Jordan's going to drop in December, somebody somewhere in every store in the city going to be lines around the corner. It's only, like, now probably a 1,000 people that know exactly why that shoe was important when it was important. So it's like, um, yeah, like, streetwear's always been that. Like, it's always been... And I hate that, like, you know, not necessarily just categorizing but people like you like damn I, now I, but that's what it was like it wasn't just like the cool kids wearing this cool stuff it was like no we're buying this because this is what happened this artist made this or he collab with Andy Warhol or stuff like that that's why we bought this
0: so that's the cool element not yeah. not the fact that other people oh, because yeah. everybody else is doing it. Right?
1: and that's what happened hype was like I gotta get it cuz and it's like now hype made everything lame Got you
0: it's usually what they do they mess up all the good stuff that's how I, I'm definitely like that about music yes. like if something if an album drops i don't even listen to it until like it simmers down and then i'm like man this is a dope album or man this album's trash why is everybody pumping it up or whatever so okay i can i can relate on the musical level to that all right um so tell me about the development process as an op- entrepreneur because you 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 work for yourself tell me about i guess that process and how you started versus like where you're at how has that been being an entrepreneur
1: it was very difficult, I'll be very honest. Um, because you know, I, I work a nine to five too now. In the beginning I was all like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm getting paid, this is how i pay the lights, this is, because we all just think bigger than what it is. <laughs> it sounds good, like, you know. Yeah, bills don't care about any of that, man. Your personal habits don't care about none of that.
0: Oh, like I have a certain lifestyle I'm accustomed to.
1: Thank you. I like steak, you feel me? Like, but um, I would say, patience. And it's crazy. I don't have patience. So, like, whoever's going to listen to this and know me personally, like, that's a powerful statement. I said I have zero patience for anything, but it's teaching me patience. It, it, it's, it's all patience. I think um, it's not about uh, how good you are at something, but how dedicated you are to make it something. And I think that's where the entrepreneur comes in. It's like everything is not a, a sellout. Trust me, everything I've made has not been a sellout. I've had things that sold out in an hour, and I thought, like, oh, I'm on. I'm going to change my-, I'm changing my number. I don't know nobody no more. Only address me a suave now.
0: You're uh, irritating? <laughs> Your name my phone is still Rico Suave. I was
1: going to say, no, address me a suave now. You know, then the next drop, it was like, damn, okay, this is selling very, very slow. And it's like I put my money into this, and you're expecting a, a drawback or a return. Yeah, you're expecting a return, and you're expecting to pay a bill. You may be expecting to flip it real quick. So it's like... um. Patience. I think that's like, and nobody talks about that. It's, it's not an overnight. I don't care who makes it look like that. It's not an overnight. People are not lining up for my stuff now. People are talking about it now, but people are not lining up.
0: (laughs) We did talking about it. That's why we do an interview. Um, but no, I heard what it's a common statement and I'm probably going to butcher it. They say, um, it takes, uh, what is like nine years to be overnight success? Something, something like that basically saying that it look it always looks like it happens overnight but watch like when you hit and you making like a living off of your brand people gonna be like oh he just popped out of nowhere you're gonna be like are you serious overnight it's disrespectful um okay so what along with that question what um are some of the best lessons that you've learned as an entrepreneur besides being patient like actual like um like maybe like tangible lessons you. like you right. what did you learn about business maybe like what did you learn
1: about oh things like that you know what i oh take time oh chatterbox <laughs> they don't like when i get on my high horse about things like this but she asked that question
0: he's on his high chair right now
1: yeah i'm really up here too so i want i want the, i got to look i got to look at i got to look you all in the eyes she asked the wrong question um I need for my, I say this all the time, I need for my African-American people that do a business to stop treating it like a hustle. And that's what I learned. Month one. So it took me 31 days. Month one, I was treating it like a hustle. We might got the understanding on how to make a product, maybe how to sell it, and maybe how to flip the money, but that's not how it go down. The first time I wanted to get into a store, they asked me for a... Invoice, they asked me for a spreadsheet and they asked me for not a spreadsheet, a line sheet, and they asked me for wholesale pricing. I was accustomed to designing a product, getting it, you know, done or whatever, selling it. What the hell is a line sheet? But if you want to get in the store, you need a line sheet. You need to know what a Don and Brad Street is. You need to know what an LLC is, so you don't. People don't just keep saying you need to copyright stuff. You don't copyright some
0: copyright trademarks. There's like all these different elements. Yeah,
1: learn the business, and the business part is not just so much of just having documentation that say you own something. But I had to look at it like I tell people all the time: when you go into Macy's to buy something, there's a tag in there. The consumer doesn't buy always buy a product because it's their favorite product. They buy a product to on the next person, you need to know that this is the real Gucci. You need to know that this is really Ralph Lauren. So how do you know this really hooligan? How do you know this really hooligan if the person pop your tag and no hooligan tag is in there? Why should I give you $40 and you didn't fold it up and put in the packaging for me? Why should I pay for anything from you I any customer service? We treat it like a hustle, though. We got a good idea.
0: Well, my, my stuff in the store, you know, we here, we there, but what does that really mean?
1: What does that really mean? And I think... um that's what I had to learn. I had to learn on my own. Like, I, like don't get me wrong. I, I've been blessed since I started Hooligan. People buy it. People love it. But I also had to understand that I was doing a lot of my consumers bogus. My first release ever, I sold 20 pieces to New York. I email those people all the time trying to bring them back because I know once they got those shirts, they was like, I'm never giving them my money again. There was no tag in it. The garments wasn't really put together. And I had just like put the shirts in the mailing slip and sent it off because I was so used to hustling it off. Like, oh, OK, I got this T-shirt for you. Go crazy.
0: Here's the product here. Thank you for the money. Moving on.
1: Moving on. It was like now as I'm, I'm steady every time I release some new hooligan, here's a discount code just to try to bring some of that revenue back. But it's like, you have to understand somebody, somebody worked. we all work. Somebody worked hard for that money or work hard for the money, they support you on something. They expect them to get treated with something that they could keep having or, you know, a product that's of quality. So I have to learn that business.
0: That's good. That's I'm over here like listening, like, okay, all right, cool, 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 say, you say tag.
1: I told y'all she asked me the wrong question. I've been telling people this a
0: lot lately. That's so important and I find it like, it's a shame that black people do this so much too because we're, we're taught to hustle and to grind and don't sleep don't do like we're taught all these things because we have to survive but at the same time it's like okay now that we're here and we're alive let's live let's let's make it worth being here so putting out products and services that are of high quality are super important and I think being a patron of each other's businesses too and not skimp it trying to like you know
1: everybody try to low price me and I'm so past that
0: yeah 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 it's just not fair how you supposed to eat (laughs) Cause you, cause you are friends with everybody. Yeah,
1: people had me doing drop-offs, and I just stopped doing it. And I'm like, y'all not even giving me the gas. Y'all just giving me what? To, <laughs> y'all just giving me the money for the price.
0: And some, you say some. Now get me started, cause I'm about to get on my high horse next. <laughs> All right. Um, so you just talked about like dropping off stuff on your own, like you know doing that stuff. What other things have you faced that you've overcome or overcome?
1: Cause I faced a lot of stuff. So we could spin move it to something that a creative would understand. Uh, timing. My industry is about a lot of timing. I think I'm getting good at it. Oh, Coco, I think I'm getting good at it. Oh, I make clothing. Check this out. You know it's a hot day to drop a new line for somebody that's not in my industry? Oh, you got to do a Black Friday. Why? Why would I do a Black Friday?
0: Because everybody's going to be consuming that day.
1: Everybody. That's what people will say, right? But as somebody that's an entrepreneur and young in the business, that's the worst day. Everything's on sale. Why would somebody give me full price for a $40 t-shirt and they can go to their favorite boutique and get it for 25 timing's the game some of your biggest stores in your city or competitors or um, I don't know just to just to throw a blank name out Supreme is dropping a Lacoste release on Thursday that might have been your release date like I tell people all the time when I crack jokes with the homies make clothes close like making an album like oh shit Drake dropping Friday I gotta push alright I gotta push mine back you know everybody gonna listen to Drake everybody finna buy a new Supreme everybody's finna be at that store
0: right you're not gonna buy something from them so from don't... them.
1: Right. And then for me, and I'm I'm giving away a secret, I think deeply. I think about the average Joe. So if everybody's definitely gonna be spending on Black Friday, that next week nobody's spending nothing because they ain't getting paid that week. And it's gonna be the first of the month, rent just dropped, and they gotta get ready for Christmas. People have asked me all the time, Rico, why you never drop none in December? It's Christmas. Why am I wasting my time? I know people got other things to pay for. I'll meet y'all at the top of the year. So, every, if people ever notice, every December I say, Happy Holidays. i make a post to y'all next year. You got to understand timing in this game.
0: Wait till the refunds come back. Wait till the college, right, I, everything.
1: The refunds, everybody's spending. Oh, man, let me get everything you got.
0: would be balling. Balling. I remember it like an idiot. <laughs> like, ooh, ooh, I'm rich. No, you're about to be broke. But, okay, timing is everything. Timing is everything,
1: everything. Like... I can't stress that enough. And people that are in the industry or even like what you're doing with the podcast, it's like, damn, that's a new Drink Traps day. Let me wait. Because it's like people are not listening to two things at once. People are not buying. And money's not out there like that.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of like why I'm doing like the the visual thing, too, because like.
1: We love watching. I got
0: a short attention span. I don't want to listen to something all day long. And if I don't want to listen to it to edit it, I definitely don't want to listen to it after that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm understanding that, too. What is your main goal with your career? It's kind of a big question.
1: It's not a big question. I've never done anything without an end game. So uh, my, biggest, my biggest goal for Hooligan has always been to create a boutique that's a creative space. The store we're sitting in today right now to do this interview is Leaders 1354. It inspired me to make clothes. Staple. Staple in Chicago. You feel me? It inspired me to, buy, to make clothes, to buy clothes. It changed my whole wardrobe in high school. This hat I have on. Sorry, Madam, I remember when they were Soulmates, another store that changed everything for me. So, my end game is to have a, a place, a creative space, because there's not many of them. Like, oh, I do this cool stuff, and this was a store you could sit in all day, pick up on game, you learn about something, you study something. I like, this was my Google for a paper. Like I could sit in leaders and see products, see items, see garments, and then be like, that shit hot. And then at one point, leaders carried so many different brands at one point. I don't remember the exact number. I don't want to say it. That Corey cursed me out later. But at one point, they was carrying so much underground stuff. And we all know that time. It was like you would just walk in the store and see things and be like, wow. And,
0: and the way it feels in here, too, it kind of reminds me of like being in a barbershop. So it's got like that element, but they're not cutting here. That's just the only difference, and I think that that's important to be in any community too. That whole like use like free game, everybody just kind of hanging out.
1: And you never know who you're talking to. Korean and mess, so many people.
0: Yeah, just like in five minutes, like I came in, set up, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, this what we had with it. Um, so what do you want to do for the community? Everyone from
1: my block thought I went. I hooped in high school. It's because you tall. Because I'm tall and I'm really good at basketball. A lot of people don't know that, so people thought I, I hooped. Uh, oh, they thought I was some type of sport nut. Um, they knew I was smart. Nobody thinks I'm stupid. So uh, they thought I was smart, but they was just like, oh, Rico definitely went to Kenwood because he's hooping. Because the school I should have been in was either Robeson or Tilden. So, yeah, so they either thought I was hooping. That's the only reason I went to Kenwood for hooping. And then... Um, my little brother he's a really good at drawing but he does tattoos now but everything is like a spring up on people like they like oh shit you do that guess what i do that as i do this as well or I do that so i just feel like not saying that it's not <clears throat> I'm not saying that it's not vocalized now cuz it's a little more common if someone might be a creative yeah, think about it. In oh nine when I was in high school and all that, it was not yeah, nobody like
0: real strict career. Yeah,
1: nobody was yeah, nobody was saying like, Hey, I wanna do this. So I think but I I know I know people that you wouldn't believe are great painters, great poets, great uh videographers. It's like, man, we need to we need to really that's another conversation, but we really need to hone in on our videographers in Chicago. They are changing the game. Um Man, they ch- I was
0: saying like, we're gonna talk about this after.
1: Yeah, they changing the game. uh. But videographers, painters, uh, artists, tattoo artists, uh, I love everything that's going on in Pilsen. But just long story short, like, it's needed for my black people in this meeting in our community because we all got that mom that's telling you to be something, and some of us are equipped to be something. It took my mom a minute to understand, like, my son has a, a knack for something. Then she was like, my son has a skill for something. And
0: it's not going to look like anything you've ever seen.
1: And she was like, oh, shit, my son is really good at something. You know what I mean? It was like y'all don't even know I was supposed to be a lawyer I was, like, <laughs> I was supposed to
0: be a marine biologist
1: yeah like my parents was like lawyer 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 and then it was like oh shit okay you good at something like my dad's still trying to figure it out my biological guy like, he's still trying to figure out like what is it my son do but he's always running into people that's like hey I know Rico and I know this brand and it throws him off all the time like wow yeah.
0: He's like, oh, okay, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let him move a little bit, see what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like that generation is just it's just very traditional. Like, I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, teacher. It's very...
1: Yeah, they come from the worker bees. The the older generation before them was all about just getting a job to keep the food on the table. Then they was pushed to get a better job, and then it was pushed on us. And it's like, no, we're a generation full of creatives. And I'm
0: not like, going to be in this job and be miserable. It's yeah, a dub. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dub on that. <laughs> but okay, I hear what you're saying. So the, it is important for the community, Yeah. Okay. Because we don't have it. No, at all. And especially because, like, we're the trailblazers for our generation and things like that. Like, the people who come after us are going to be so set up. <laughs> They're going to be so set up in this industry. Like, it is important for us to lay that platform. So, I guess, what can your supporters expect from you? You talked about the drop. So, this would be, I think this episode will come out before the drop does. But in the future, I guess, more long term, what can they expect from you?
1: Um, you guys, I've been sitting back and I'm studying how to do better marketing. So I'm trying to do, I haven't perfected it yet, so I don't want to speak on it yet, but I'm trying to do a better way of marketing each release um, because I want to reduce pop-ups and do maybe one or two installation. Me personally, I feel like the word pop-up and pop-ups are getting watered down.
0: The hypes, man.
1: I like that. Because people, I'm talking to people They're like, you crazy, man. You got to do a pop-up all the time. Like,
0: no, it's like, that's cool. But it's like, eh, I want to be relevant forever.
1: Right. And the consumer is starting to expect an experience when they come someplace. Experience costs this much money.
0: Bruh, bray, your Bread,
1: you're <laughs> a You feel me? It costs a lot of money. So it's like, I just want to do a better way of marketing that that'll draw engagement or draw in new customers. So I'm, I'm working on marketing. Something that when I say visual, I mean, like, y'all wouldn't know. Like, I'm talking outside. Look at Rico. Hi, like, guys.
0: Okay. Billboards, uh, park benches,
1: something like that, and then um, just just bringing more unity amongst. Um, I hope I say this right, but more unity amongst the peers in my industry here in Chicago. Uh, I've said it a lot of, in a lot of interviews, and I'm gonna keep saying it. But I'm gonna be honest, I don't keep up with the person next to me. I support the person next to me. Shout out to Rich So. Shout out to Entitled Stu, Walking Canvas. Um, Dead Roses, the list goes on. Like, shout out to a lot of brands that I bought something from, I retweet, I keep up with, but I honestly don't keep up with Chicago Streetwear because I'm a consumer. I look at every city, so I miss stuff. But I think that this city, when I look at other people, we're the ones that's most divided. Other cities, they are down with each other.
0: That's across the board in a creative space, like clothing, music, like, so divided, and we need to work together because there's so much talent.
1: You see what I'm saying? So I want to be one of those people that when they bring up my name, like, no, Suave was something Like, we all working together. Because I'm not competing with you guys. My my biggest thing is, like, there's no way I can make clothes for everybody. I've never went into Macy's, and they're like, this is the only brand here. So I don't know why Chicago's on this. I gotta be number one. I gotta be the... There's, that's impossible. People wear business wear. I'm never making ties and shit. People wear casual. People think what I make is too uh, provocative and explicit sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to please that I'm making a certain product. You know what I mean? But I I, I don't see the... Issue where people can't realize like all brands can flourish. I just want to bring unity.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have to be like that. I don't know why people think that it has to be one. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a Chicago thing. It's a Chicago thing. Everybody got to be number one here.
0: And you can in your space. You can do that. Everybody can be number one. Like you don't. Go, it's not the same market. You got to pray for people. All right. Um, so I'm going to do kind of like a lightning round to close out. It's completely irrelevant question. I
1: wasn't ready for it to end so fast, so she cheated me on questions. I thought it was going to be a lot more.
0: Hey, anything else you got to say, please say, because they need to know. That's the whole reason why we're doing this. But um, just some like whatever questions. So what is your favorite color?
1: My favorite color? I said earth green the other day, and and Marissa told me that wasn't a real color, but I feel like earth green is a real color.
0: When you say earth green, I think of grass.
1: Earth green, because I don't want to say olive, because it's a little bit darker than olive.
0: Because What is this? This is, a, what is, this is olive
1: green? It's like an olive, I guess. I don't know. Whatever the, I'll say this. If earth tones is a thing, if people know what earth tones is, why can't it be an earth green?
0: Touche. <laughs> All right. Gum or mints? Government? Gum or mints?
1: I like some gums over mints, but I like mints over gum.
0: So then the answer would be mints in this case. I don't know. Anyways, summer, fall, spring, or winter?
1: I got to pick, because I'm, I'm a spring, fall person. I'm Jacket God.
0: Okay, so like the almost seasons.
1: Yeah, I'm a Jacket God. Yeah, I'm a Jacket God. People know this.
0: The moon or the sun? The moon. Same. Birthday dinner or a party?
1: Birthday dinner.
0: Favorite music genre?
1: My favorite music genre? The Dusties. I don't know what genre that is, but the Dusty.
0: Dusties. okay. Those who know, real ones know. Soul Excuse me sir, that'll be soul (laughs) Your favorite sneaker brand
1: My favorite sneaker brand I don't have a favorite sneaker brand
0: Oh, the cop-out I don't (laughs) Which one do you find yourself wearing a lot?
1: I got a lot of everything I really don't have a favorite sneaker brand The brands, because I will say this The brands have never been my favorite Because the styles is what I pay attention to you never know like it's a brand that's probably not even popular but if I like the style or silhouette of that shoe I'm copping it yeah so it's like a style
0: that's fair that's style. fair I guess you could answer that question that way because of your whole like thing yeah. so whatever fine anyway that is all today again my name is Coco I'm here with Rico Rico Suave
1: there we go don't say my good.
0: thank you for talking with me today I appreciate it
1: appreciate doing this this was really awesome
0: oh, sorry <laughs> You just heard the interview with Rico of Hooligan Clothing Brand. And you can get in contact with Rico on his Instagram, S-M underscore S-U-A-V-E. Again, that's at S-M underscore S-U-A-V-E. And you can follow the clothing brand, HooliganBrand.us. Again, you can follow his clothing brand on Instagram at H-O-O-L-I-G-A-N. B R A N D dot U S. Hey, you guys! Grab your tea, wine, Douce, coffee. It's time for the chat room. I'm gonna keep making. Uh, I'm gonna keep making videos outside until it's too cold to be out here because i really like talking outside you know i just feel like ain't nobody outside people don't play outside no more the kids don't be outside so this is kind of like my own little uh, my own little set my office okay so today uh i'd like to talk about entrepreneurship and i really thought that i did a interview i mean i interview i thought i talked about entrepreneurship already On the podcast but even the first season I think the first episode was talking passion then the second one was talking marketing third one was talking berries uh, with Bryce and then this season the first one was talking health and beauty then the second one was politics and progression and this one is entrepreneurship so I guess I haven't covered it yet and it's actually a conversation I feel like I've been having a lot um, with friends and it's talking about the difference of like, you know, being a leader or being an entrepreneur or starting something or whatever you wanna call it, but everybody's kind of got um their own lanes and uh, I guess the lane that I am beginning to move in is the lane of entrepreneurship. My mom is an entrepreneur and actually back in the day my dad, you know, was an entrepreneur. He used to cut hair for like everybody, you know what I'm saying? People used to come over all the time. And I think that that is just kind of um, reasonable means of income in my house. That is a, a normal thing. It's not a weird thing. I like, Mom, I want to be an entrepreneur. That's okay. Duh, that's, that's as normal as like being a firefighter or a police officer or a teacher is. Mom is also a teacher. Uh, I, I used to rebel so much about uh, learning business because I'm just like business is boring I don't care to learn it I just want to do the things that I'm passionate about but what I've come to understand is that if you want to do the things that you're passionate about and you want to make those your means of income you're gonna have to learn business it's just the way of the way of the world or you know how can I make a profit and still keep it at the substance level that I um, initially wanted it So these are all the things that I've been thinking about Uh, I am considering going to take a class or classes so that I can understand how to do that side of it because it's not something that I'm savvy on. It's not something that comes second nature to me. There's been so many struggles trying to be an entrepreneur because what I've learned about being back home uh, is that people really only care about what you got going on when other people care about what you got going on they want to see that other people are uh, buying into what you're selling um, so it's making me accountable for the product that I'm trying to put out but at the same time it's making me figure out ways to market what I do to other people and people who might not normally want to consume what I'm um, putting forth. Cre- I've created like two business plans one for you know the podcast and then another for the bigger picture that I'm trying to uh, put into action but It always comes to the same problem, the finances. I'm not good with finances. I'm not good with money, but I'm going to have to stop skipping that part of my business plan and make it make sense. Make it make sense so that I can get some dollars. You feel me? For anybody who's like trying to be an entrepreneur or whatever, since I'm learning, these are, I guess, things that I wish I knew. Uh, And I've said this in other videos too, like write the vision and make it plain. So first put down like what it is you're trying to accomplish. From start to finish and then start coming up with a plan of action for each aspect of what you need to do in order to accomplish your goal. I think that's really all a business plan is, you know, a plan of action just coming up with the means to get to the end. And that's really all anybody wants to see whether it be somebody that you're trying to get a loan from they want to see that you have a plan. Your consumers, the people who are uh, consuming your product, or your service and another thing I'm learning about entrepreneurship is that people really not only do people only care about what you're doing when other people are caring about what you're doing but for some reason when you are a friend of the person who has a business I guess they feel like you know um, they should get a discount or it should be free or you should be doing them favors and that is no way to start or uh, sustain a business, and if you are any in any way, you know, business-minded, or you actually care about your loved ones who are trying to put forth a business, then you won't um, lowball them either. You won't try to negotiate pricing and be unfair and um, and almost disrespectful to to their business. If they want to give you something for free or at a discount, then that's up to them. But for you to ask for someone to um, discount what you're doing what they're doing then that's just it's disrespectful because you wouldn't ask Walmart you wouldn't negotiate your you know money with Walmart so why would you do it with somebody that you actually know that seems to be even more ridiculous another thing I'm learning is that um, if as a business owner if you are um, asking for money for a product then you should put forth the effort and make the quality high um, and I definitely had that conversation with Rico you'll hear it on the podcast um, but we talked about you know making sure that you have a, it's almost, I guess business integrity so if you're asking somebody to buy into what you're selling to make sure that the thing that you're selling is of high quality and it's long-lasting and honestly this is something that I'm coming to understand now um, you know the people who purchased you know shirts for me I should make the way that they are packaged way better and that is something that i learned this week you know moving forward it will be better quality and i will be putting a little bit more time into and it's not for lack of caring uh at all but it's definitely when you're doing things by yourself it's hard some some things slip through the cracks even when people want to order them how i uh make that available to them so Don't worry, I'm getting better. Everything is a learning process. And like I said, these videos I make when I am in the process of learning are things that I have already accomplished. Most times, things that I am in the process of learning. So, um, moving forward, you guys are going to get higher quality each time it's going to get better. Also, it's okay to have a nine to five when you're working on your dreams. We don't live in a world where things are really handed to you. It's not not in my world (laughs) if you have regular everyday um responsibilities don't think that you can't work a nine to five uh to support yourself while you're trying to accomplish your goals just make it a part of the plan put it into your business plan make it make sense so say i'm gonna work 40 hours a week and i'm only gonna work 40 hours a week no ot and then after i get off work at five o'clock i'm putting the rest of those hours you know sleep aside and put in the rest of those hours into my business, my personal brand. So you just have to make time for what's important to you. You're going to be working overtime for yourself. It's okay to put in some hours at a regular job so that you have an income while you're, while you, while you're being that starving artist or whatever. And then the the job that you have doesn't have to be completely far away from what it is you're trying to accomplish. So if you're an artist, You can maybe work at an art gallery or or something like that. You can find a job that is kind of cohesive with what it is you're trying to do. If you want to start your own, I guess, finance company, you can work for another finance company. Take some of the things that they're teaching you and put it into your own business. It doesn't have to be like all or nothing. The things that I've come to understand and the things that I've come to learn is it's okay to work a nine to five when you're trying to chase your dreams. Don't lowball your friend or your family member who has a business. Treat their business with the same respect that you would want them to treat yours. Be humble. listen to the people who know what they're talking about. Don't be a know it all. Be a student. Make your product or your service of high quality and make it long lasting and put the work in so that you can afford to ask people to pay for what you're doing. Uh, And I'm only going to get better from here. And I I think that that's the only way that you can ask somebody for something like money or time. If you're putting forth something that's, worth spending money and time on so if you're watching this in the morning good morning if you're watching this at night good night up next a little surprise for our mom from her lovely daughters and lyrica stay tuned that was just chatterbox podcast season two episode three talking entrepreneurship i hope you enjoyed it um and like i said on the last two episodes if this one wasn't for you i hope the next one is i hope to have something for everybody on this podcast um so yeah and if you have any feedback uh please feel free to let me know or if you want your music on the podcast or if you or someone else uh should be on the podcast you know if if there needs to be an interview with you please let me know send all inquiries and feedback to chatterboxpodcast18 at gmail.com that's c-h-a-t-t-e-r-b-o-x-p-o-d-c-a-s-t-1-8 at gmail.com again my name is Coco and this is Cheddarbox Podcast where I talk about what I like and hopefully you like it too season two episode three take care